Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. On the big show today, and I'm telling you, it is a big show. We have a lady, a doctor, in fact. Is she a doctor? Kathleen McAuliffe, do you know? I don't think so. Okay, she's not a doctor, but she's an authority, a foremost authority <laughs> on parasites and what they can do to your brain. And we're talking like toxoplasmosis and uh, all of these other things that you can get from your animals that can really mess you up. Oof. So that'll freak you out. Uh, that's on the way right here in a few minutes right here on Animal Ra- You want to stick around for that. Also, Robert Semro with Five Reasons Deaf Dogs Rock. Five Reasons Deaf Dogs Rock. He's going to be talking about the deaf dogs. I have never been... I've don't know any deaf dogs personally but i walk a deaf deaf dog you walk a deaf dog yes he can't hear a thing i groom a bunch you do groom a bunch are they uh is it harder than normal dogs no No. you know you know what's weird um is they still react to certain things certain gestures hand motions i mean for a while some of them i actually thought can still hear (laughs) and um so you so you you, i test them a little bit and then you realize they really can't hear but it's 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 funny how they adapt you know, I still talk to my deaf dog. Do it's you? a habit, yeah. I would imagine, like humans, that when you lose one of your senses, your other senses really become acute, and so that they can feel vibrations and really understand what their surroundings are. Uh, but uh, Robert will tell us all about that. And then, of course, Joey Villani, what are you working on today? We're going to talk about um, style of grooming and, you know, what's out there that's new that can actually put your dog, you know, on the cover of that Doggy Vogue magazine. Really? For real. Yes. New styles. Yes, absolutely. No different than, you know, than, well, Hal, I don't know. you got the same hairstyle since 1970, it looks yeah. like. But, um, <laughs> so, you know. I haven't actually combed my hair since 1970, but it's... Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a style. If it is, it's out. Uh, but, okay, so we're going to find out the latest dog styles, if that is your thing. If it's not, that's okay. You're like me, and you think, you know, the accessorizing and everything's a little goofy. But if, if you like... If you're like me. <laughs> yeah, then you'll want to stick around for that. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? I found a study that uh, just came out really interesting. Researchers who were looking at all of these, you know, kind of exotic pets, and they thought, hmm, I wonder if they really are good pets. So they did a study of 90 different animals they thought would make good pets. So we've got the list of the top five best pets, and you will not hear me say dog or cat there. Dog or cat not on the best pet list. Interesting. Wow. Okay, yeah. Well, not, They're not in the top 25. Really? Well, I'm wow. definitely really? curious about what tops that list, so you'll yeah. have to stick around for that with Lori Brooks on the I'd radio. want to know who wrote it. <laughs> Uh, First, let's go to the phones for your calls for Dr. Debbie and Joey Villani. And uh, let's go ahead and grab Jim here. Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Great. Where are you calling from today? Well, right now I'm in Roland Heights. Roland Heights. Right. Is that the uh, L.A. area, Los Angeles area? Well, yeah, it's uh, east of of L.A. Okay. So what's going on with your animals? I have the entire dream team here for you. Well, it's kind of a weird situation. I have a... 17-year-old indoor cat. It's been indoor ever since uh, my girlfriend and her son got it. Oh, that's wonderful. So what's going on with these guys, Jim? What's your problem? Well, I see bumps every now and then. I don't see fleas or ticks or anything. And they have been scratching up the kazoo. Oh, God. 
All right. Do they have any sores on their bodies? Uh, well, I see bumps. I can feel bumps, but when I look, it could be sores, but I think it's from them scratching or biting or, or picking on themselves. Ah, okay. All righty. So if we see little small bumps or feel them on cats, um, especially if they're kind of like, if you look at them closely, they might be a little pink, a little kind of almost like a pimple, and sometimes they'll have a scab on them. Uh, then then that can be a condition we call miliary dermatitis, and it's miliary kind of like millets is kind of like what it looks like, little bumps. Um, miliary dermatitis can happen from a lot of different reasons in cats. The number one thing that causes it is flea allergy dermatitis. <laughs> so that's always the number one thing on my list when I hear of kitties that have these little bumps, usually around the neck, the head, sometimes on the chest, but also along the back. Um, there are some other causes of that as well, and that might be things like a bacterial infection, um, allergies or food allergies, um, and even things like ringworm. So cats don't always have to get ringworm with like a, a hair loss like a person does. They can actually get these little bumps. So since you do have a kitty going outside, I'm going to say number one thing we need to focus on is flea control. And the funny thing that I always have this conversation with folks about cats and um, a lot of folks will say, oh, I never see fleas or any evidence of fleas on my cat. And that's because in many cases, cats are doing what they do best. They groom and they groom themselves really well. So we can't count on seeing evidence of fleas on cats. Um, if we're in an area that has fleas, and especially with having one going outside, we really need to treat appropriately with that. And that might be a combination of a oral product such as Comfortis um, along with a topical product on a regular monthly basis. So that is by far the number one thing I'm going to ask you to do for both cats. The other thing, and if we do have fleas, to realize is if you have that one cat going outside, we are going to struggle. We are going to struggle hard to control fleas and any resulting skin side effects because of that. Um, So if we're really concerned about getting this under control, we'll try to keep the outdoor cat indoors for about a month's time so we can really do our best to try to get the flea control um, under Uh our belts there. Um, but then, you know, this would be something if you haven't already taken the babies to the vet, you know, we, we'd want to do that and just make sure we don't have something like ringworm and check to see if we need to be on an antibiotic or, um, if they do see fleas, sometimes we'll use um, a bit of a steroid just to help decrease the itch. So we don't have so much self trauma, um, as a result of the itch because dogs, cats, they can have, um, flea allergy dermatitis, which means they are unreasonably itchy from the bite. Right. of the flea from the saliva. Right. So it doesn't have to be that, that we have tons of fleas. It could be one flea. And if you have an allergic pet, they are just going crazy from that yeah. itch. So um, that's when we'll often use things like, you know, prednisone or other types of steroids just to help kind of uh, quiet down that reaction there. But as far as cleansing them, yeah, it's like 24-7. I'm sorry? Because, you know, as far as, you know, them bathing themselves, you know, licking and and and, and all that, you know, well, I guess what you call washing their body or something, uh, they always do that through all day long. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. I mean, kitties, they are fastidious creatures. So, you know, it is really their job to keep that hair coat looking good. And if something offending is there, they're going to get it out of there. So, yeah, that's why, you know, they may just be doing a really good job of that. Um, right. So. 
So you got a little bit of work there, Jim, but, you know, w- work with your veterinarian and see about getting the right treatment and the right products. So, you know, this is something I definitely like to work with my clients because some of the topicals alone aren't going to give us the quickest relief, um, especially with flea allergy dermatitis. We got to use some of these quick kill type products and, and many of them are the oral forms. Right. Yeah, okay. I tried that sometime for a while and uh, I wasn't sure if that was helping it or not. It, uh, to me, it didn't seem like it made a difference. Yeah. You, you tried what? I missed that. Frontline. He tried Frontline. So we're yeah. talking about some of the uh, orals, though. This is different medicines. These are medicines that you, you take internally. Is that correct? Right, right. And there's, you know, there's not every topical is created equal. So we prefer to have a topical that, if possible, has a quick kill. If not, that's when we pull out the oral medications, um, uh-huh. Capstar, Comfortus. And a lot of these, they will kill those fleas so quickly. But if your cat's going outside, they're going to get reinfested. So that's where right. keeping them indoors just to get a handle on things can be very helpful for the initial stages of trying to treat yeah. this. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and the female cat. Uh, because of the heat that's over here, I've been keeping her inside and, I, you know, keeping the room as cool as possible. Well, you're doing something right, Jim. you got that 17-year-old cat. So give those babies a, a hug and a little scratch, and uh, thanks so much for your call. All right. Thank you so much. Take care, Jim. We appreciate it. Yeah, we have Nike the Studio Cat, and it just takes one flea bite, and he is he miserable. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. his whole body gets bumped covered on with sores. And uh, the Comfortus worked very well for us. Yeah, so, cleared him mm-hmm. up fast doing that. So, if you want to talk to Doctor Debbie or Dog Father Joey Volani or even Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog, toll free from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And I encourage you, if you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, did you know did you know our very own talented dr debbie has written books called how to be your dog's best friends about these breeds right here and i'm going to try to convince her to work on some other breeds but if you have one of these right now you definitely <laughs> want to have this uh, guardian's manual and they're available as kindle books over at amazon.com and of course we have links over at animalradio.com well animal radio is underwritten by red barn that of course is your dog's favorite treat company Now in the kibble business with the first five ingredients featuring real animal protein. This meal is sure to satisfy your dog's carnivore cravings because your dog loves meat. And well, you know, Red Barn loves your dog. Visit RedBarn.com and use the promo code ANIMALRADIO for 10% off your purchase. That's RedBarn.com with the promo code ANIMALRADIO. And thanks Red Barn for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Bed bugs are back, and just talking about them makes me all itchy. But relief is on the way. She's a nine-pound dog named Nudie, a near-hairless Chinese crested mix who's one of the dogs trained to detect the biting critters. Bed bugs were gone from the U.S. for so long, most thought they were just a myth. But now exterminators say that in the last year, they've been getting 50 times the number of bed bug calls they used to get. Dogs have been used to sniff out termites, but now Perriero says the bedbug training is like hitting the lotto. Nudie was found in a shelter, and she loves to find bedbugs. Her owner-trainer just says, find your bees, I guess short for bedbugs, and Nudie jumps on the mattress and starts pawing where they are. I feel much better now. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animal. 
animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-958-5306. 800-958-5306. That's 800-958-5306. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. (laughs) It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating the connection with our pets. And in just a couple of minutes, a uh, author of a brand new book, a scary book. uh, She has a book called The Brain. This is your brain on parasites. And... She talks about the parasites that our cats and I think even dogs, dogs can get mm-hmm. yeah, and that we could get from them and how they can make you crazy. They can control your brain. It's kind of like being and playing Pokemon, right? On the go. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like that. You'll want to be listening for that coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Next hour, we're going to be talking with uh, the French guy who's traveling across the world with his hen on a it's sailboat. Sailing, yeah. Sailing, yeah. I believe it's like a 34-foot, 39-foot sailboat. It's just him and his hen, I yep. guess. That's, uh, him and his chick, huh? Him and his chick. <laughs> <laughs> he is French. Is that correct? He, he is, is French, it, it, yes. You've spoken to him. Does he have that uh, deep French accent? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he has the accent. What's wrong, Judy? He's very nice. <laughs> very nice. He's just a nice young man. Okay, ladies, let me set you straight. He's traveling the world with a chicken, okay? So I just want to just point that well, out. Well, hey, that means he's single, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's on the way next hour. You want to stick around for that. And how, how do you compete with a chicken? <laughs> I got better legs. <laughs> I'll vouch for that. I don't. I have chicken legs. <laughs> Hey, Chicken Legs, what are you working on for this hour in the news? Oh, the lick of death. Uh-oh. Yeah. It really, I mean, this is so serious, this one case of this lick of death. It was actually written up in the British Medical Journal recently. Oh, okay. So you're, this is a story, I presume, about an animal that has licked somebody to death. Is that correct? That's not David <laughs> Coveney. The, the whole no, that is not correct, oh. but... Okay. It could be. That's on the way. A couple. These are really a couple of scary things on the way that are real. They're not fiction. These are real things. And yeah. If you want to stick around and listen and make sure that your uh, animal does you no harm. By the way, Joey's uh, he's in the green room right now, but he wants me to tell you he's going to be talking about hairstyles. I was unaware this is a thing, but apparently dogs have hairstyles. Doggy hairstyles. Doggy hairstyles. Why not? Uh, okay. Oh, don't forget you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And uh, let's head to line four where we have Robert for Joey. Hey, Robert, how are you doing? All right, and you? Good. What's going on? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've got a uh, little female chihuahua cross. She's probably, I don't know, 
probably about six years old, uh, about 10 to 13 pounds. When I go to clip her toenails, she goes bananas. <laughs> and yep. what I have to do, what I have to do currently is wait till I catch her asleep. And then I might get to clip one or two toenails, and after that, we're done. I mean, she won't let me do it. I I, I need to get them clipped. They're getting bad, and I I just don't know how don't know how to handle it. Well, you got the piranha of all little dogs. Um, you know, when Chihuahuas come into the salon, I have to tell you, sometimes we cringe to cut their nails. So this isn't this definitely is not an easy task. But let me ask you a question: Did you ever try doing it with two people? Yes, she will claw me to death. I've tried to hold her and get my wife to, to do the clipping and, and vice versa, and she doesn't bite. She just, she will tuck those little feet up under her, and she she wants me to hold her, and she will, she'll tuck those feet up under her and fight you to, you know, you're just <laughs> I, not going to clip them. I can picture it. I definitely can picture it. Now, to see the advantage that we have as groomers is we have a um, you know grooming table with a safety loop, um, so it makes it easier. But what you can do is try this. Take a towel and wrap your dog in a towel, only exposing the leg that needs to be cut at that time. So what it's going to do, it's going to immobilize. And you gotta, you're going to have to make it a little bit tight, but not too tight where it's uncomfortable, but tight enough where she's not going to claw you up. And the good thing about it is that she doesn't bite. So because she doesn't bite, that actually you don't have to worry about the mouth. And what I would do is I'd wrap her in a towel, expose that, Cut those nails, and you know what? The important thing is in a situation like this, because you have a dog that's really, really nervous about having their nails cut to begin with, I wouldn't cut too much off at, at a time. I wouldn't. I don't want to uh, make the dog bleed. Now, even if the dog bleeds, you know what? It's an old wives' tale. They're not going to bleed to death. It will make a mess, but sometimes it could traumatize your dog because it is a pinch, and it's you know they're going to feel it. So what I would do is I would do it more often. The other thing about doing it more often is your dog will finally get used to it. Maybe after you know five, ten, fifteen years, um, they'll get used to it. No, just joking. They'll get used to it. Um, <laughs> um. Probably within with, within the first first few times, knowing that you're not going to hurt them, um, and by immobilizing them, it also makes them a little bit more comfortable because when they feel like that you're in control, they're not as nervous. When they don't feel like you're in control and you're trying to do something they don't like, they're going to fight even harder. So that's what I would do. And I definitely recommend cutting over grinding in a situation like this because it's quicker. Grinding takes a little bit longer, and the sound of the grinder sometimes will spook the dog. So what I would do is I would just take a little off. I would try to do it once a week, wrap your dog in a towel, and each leg as you're done, put that leg in the towel, pull out the other one, okay? And hopefully that will help you. Got it, got it. I want to beat, uh, I want to beat my own drum for right quick. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I don't know if you know of this. You probably do, but there are uh, – dog rescue places out here that use truck drivers to transport dogs to a new home. If someone adopts a dog out of state and they know that particular truck driver is going through that town to pick that dog up going to point B. Uh, we do, there's truckers out here that do that. I have to be one of them. It's free. We don't charge nothing. We just we do it to help the dogs. 
I, that's great. You know what's funny about that is 11 years ago, that's how I got one of my Karen Terriers through Karen Terrier Rescue. The dog came up from South Carolina, and I had to meet them at the Vince Lombardi truck stop on the New Jersey <laughs> Turnpike. And, um, and it's good to have people like you out there. Thank you. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-958-5306. 800-958-5306. That's 800-958-5306. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Hey, I bet if I asked you, what is the best pet? You would say a dog or a cat, right? Sure. And that's your opinion, but there's this new thing that just happened. A team of animal welfare experts at a university in the Netherlands has rated 90 different species of animals for a pet suitability ranking that they come out with. And you probably never thought of these animals as pets. Their criteria that they used was the animal's basic biology, their needs, the danger they pose to humans, and how well they actually do when kept in captivity. Now, are you ready for this? Yep. Dogs, cats, and rabbits were nowhere in the top 25. Huh? Nowhere. <laughs> the best, absolute best pet, they say, is a Sika deer. It's uh, a, a, deer? a little... A deer? A deer, but I it's it's one. different. It's, it's um, a deer that's native to Japan, and it's really small, and it's got a really sweet disposition as well. And that is the best pet. And uh, the other four animals in the top five are an agile wallaby, a tamar wallaby, a llama, and an Asian palm civet. I can't believe it. Dogs and cats were nowhere on that list? Well, not in the top 25. Wow. Wow. But they did this by, you know, the animals that would be suitable for anyone to keep without having to have special knowledge or skills in order to keep the animal well-maintained and happy. Huh. A sika deer, huh? I'm going to go look that up on the uh, internet. Yeah. (laughs) I would think that that would need special attention, but what do I know? Yeah. (laughs) Do people actually own those? They're probably illegal here. Yeah, that's uh, the you can't own wallabies either. 
Oh. But, um, you know, times will change. But that's what they were doing with the study was that there's this trend in the Netherlands of everybody trying to get exotic pets. So they were trying to find out, hey, do you know, is this really good for the pets? And some of them really are. That's wild. Well, uh You've heard this a thousand times, that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth. You know, when you kiss your dog and people go, oh, do you know where that has been? Or, you know, when you kiss someone else and they go, Ugh. Anyway, there's a, a recent medical report that may debunk that statement that the dog's mouth is cleaner. The British Medical Journal recently reported on a case that it titled The Lick of Death which documented how an elderly woman nearly died because of kisses from her dog. Apparently, the woman began slurring her speech while she was speaking on the phone with a relative and then was later found unresponsive. So paramedics rushed to her home. They found her semi-unconscious and slumped over in a chair. So they rush her off to the hospital in an ambulance. Her condition begins to improve after a couple of days, but then on day four, it takes a turn for the worse. She got a headache, a fever. Her kidneys even began to shut down. They say blood tests revealed that she had sepsis, and then they had to do further testing to find out what caused it. The cause was capnocytophagia kenamorsis. Now, I don't know about that pronunciation, so we'll have to ask Dr. Debbie, but it's pretty close. Oh, is that even close, Dr. Debbie? Capnocytophagia canimorsis. Well, you don't know? I don't know how to say it. I don't say it very regularly. It's actually, it's it's a normal bacteria in a dog's mouth, so it's not something we really talk about a whole lot. And this bacteria is often found in the mouths of dogs and cats, but... They didn't know how she got it because she wasn't bitten by a dog or a cat or anything. She wasn't scratched. It turns out that she has a very affectionate Italian greyhound. Those, oh, they're so cute. And it loved giving her kisses and apparently gave her this lick of death. And experts say that that's not a normal response, but it will usually happen if it's going to happen to people who are immunocompromised. And it usually happens after a dog bite. Mm. But this woman was just licked. And uh, one infectious disease expert said that he's probably seen two cases like that in 30 years of being in that field. But fortunately, the woman was able to recover after spending a month in the hospital. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why we don't recommend that people let their dogs and cats lick them, especially in the face or if they've got open wounds, because, you know, contrary to what we think, their saliva is not healing. It actually can transmit some of these types of infections. Where, and, uh, where did we hear the rumor that dogs' mouths are cleaner than, <laughs> than humans? Where did that even start? <laughs> it's old wives' tales. It's passed on from generation to generation. Um, but the capnocytophagia is its actually a normal bacteria in dog and cat mouths. So it doesn't cause them any harm. It's really when a person is either immunocompromised or they have you know something that's making them not able to fight this off. And you can get a lick in the face or in an open wound, and it can really be, cause quite an illness. Um, but that's not the only inf- bacteria that can cause these kind of things. We forget that, you know, there's things like MRSA, there's things like the plague, tularemia, um, all sorts of different types of bacteria that, especially if someone is immunosuppressed, can really be a danger. So you have to make sure you keep your pets from hunting, uh, keep them indoors, um, regularly dewormed. Um, all those kind of strategies help keep them safe. Where hasn't Google Street View been? I mean, you can practically see the whole world, but... Apparently not, really. I mean, there's a lot of places that it hasn't been, and that has not gone over well with people 
who live in the more remote parts of the world, like Denmark's tiny Faroe Islands, where residents finally decided to map their islands themselves, and they used sheep. sheep. The project is called Sheep, yes, Sheep View 360. <laughs> Turns out the island's tourism bureau director couldn't find images of the islands on Google Street View, and, you know, she's trying to get people to come and see the place, but they have nothing to look at. So she got a, a 360-degree camera, put it on a few of the 70,000 sheep who Ooh. roamed the 18 rocky islands. Wow. Then she uploaded the pictures to Google Street View herself. So we're wondering, you think maybe elephant view, orca view, camel view, <laughs> sloth view might be next? Ooh, sloth view. I like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew you would help. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. It gives me great pleasure to announce to you the arrival of Joey Volani, the dog father. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Everything is wonderful. Everything's great. How about you guys? <laughs> you know, it's never been bad for you. You live the cush lifestyle, of course, with Gurney the bird and all your wonderful dogs and Nobody bothers you, do they? No. Well, actually, they do. I just don't pay much attention to it. So <laughs> I could learn that um, a lesson yeah, from you. Just yeah. tune you just, them out. You just shut, yes, you just shut them down. Um, <laughs> but um, hey, you know what? I have to tell you what's cool that a lot of people don't know about. Do you realize that pets have different styles, just like we do? Styles for our styles of yeah, what? styles style haircuts. Oh, okay. okay. You know, they have different different styles, and, and you know what? If you want your pet to be posh, you know, be right on top of things, you have to know what the sta- what the hairstyles are. So, <laughs> right now, well, no, that's the truth. The big thing is, and because I do all these grooming events and go to all these um, shows and all, which um, you get to see what's what's new, what's going on. The big thing now is Asian fusion grooming. Asian okay? fusion and grooming. Huh? Asian fusion grooming. Okay. Did you ever see a woman that has really nice bell-bottom jeans and when they fit, they look great? Yep. Well, that's what the style <laughs> of these dogs look like. Okay. That's that's the with the way their legs are shaped. They got these little short muzzles that are fuzzy, round heads. And it's a great stylish trim. So, if you want your dog to be at the top of its game and you want to walk around and have the best haircut in town, tell your groomer that you're interested in Asian style grooming. And if they don't know how to do it, the bottom line is listen, it's not rocket science. Um, get Tell the groomer, get a book. And look at some of the pictures in the book, and the picture says a thousand words. Because sometimes your groomer might not be, might not know what you're talking about, but give them a picture. Well, I've been bringing Jennifer Aniston's picture to my hairdresser for years, and it's <laughs> I don't look like her. I'm sorry. How, how, how do you thinking the same thing, Judy? <laughs> how do you get all these li- these uh, styles? Do you read a magazine? Is there like a Cosmopolitan or a Vogue for dog styles? Well, there actually there actually is. I mean, you can go to any and dog world, um, groomer to groomer, um, or just go to, if you go into the library and um, you just look up um, pet grooming. There's there's hundreds of different books and magazines and pictures and styles. And listen, we're we're in the, the internet world um, these days. So just just put dog haircuts. Um, just put that in in your you know browser, and you'll see what comes up. And like I said, this. Asian style of grooming now is, is really 
really taking over, um, and it looks great, and it works great when, you know, when you like accessories. A lot of people like accessories on their pets, and the accessories go great with these trims. <laughs> There's always wigs. There's, and you want to know something? <laughs> we use them, too, these days. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep, we use them, too. Yep. Hair extension, wigs. Yep. Same thing. I mean, the, yes, no. And, and and you know what, Judy, you laugh, but it's the truth. If you're looking down at your radio right now going, these guys are crazy, I'm with you <laughs> on this, They lost okay? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys say that, but you'd be surprised how many people come in these days and they're looking for that. It's, 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 it's probably tripled in numbers in the past five years. Yeah, but you know, you guys will be the first one to take a picture of my dog when she's strutting along wearing her wig and outfits. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Joey Villani, the dog father on Animal Radio. Start your dog's daily dental routine with Red Barn's new dental treats, Chewables. Thoughtfully designed with ridges and grooves to help control plaque and tartar buildup in between your dog's dental vet visits. Chewables are natural, easily digestible, and your dog will love them. Red Barn Chewables, the tastiest way to brush your dog's teeth. Learn more at redbarn.com today. Use the promo code ANIMALRADIO and you'll get 10% off your purchase. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. In just a couple of minutes, we'll head back to the phones for your calls with Dr. Debbie and dog father, Joey Volani. Now, we get a lot of books here at the studios. And, uh, you know, whenever the books come in, UPS guy comes in. First, the ladies all flutter over the UPS guy. And then he drops the <laughs> books, and we all look at the books. And some of us get very excited. If they're picture books, I'm all over it. I love excited. the picture books. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. You all look at me like I'm of a lower intellectual level because that's the kind of book I dig. I also dig coloring books, too, and that relaxes me. But I got to tell you, this book came in. Dr. Debbie was all over it because she likes this kind of stuff. (laughs) It's a book called This Is Your Brain on Parasites, How Tiny Creatures Manipulate Our Behavior and Shape Society. And we welcome to the show our author, Kathleen McAuliffe. How are you doing today? Good, good. Glad to be on your show. Well, now, the first parasite that immediately comes to my mind is toxoplasmosis. What, what do they call that? The, the cat thing that... It's uh, called toxoplasma gondii, or just toxoplasma for short. And how do people get that? Well, it's a, a single-celled protozoan, and cats normally shed the parasite's eggs in their feces. Mm. Uh, and then rodents typically pick them up from the ground, and then cats catch the rodents, and that's how it normally cycles. However... We can be exposed to it when we're changing cat litter boxes. And actually, strangely, you can also get it from eating rare meat because cattle, when they're grazing, can pick the parasite up from the ground and it can actually become incorporated in their tissues, Hmm. you know, which is what we eat. What are the symptoms of that? How does that present? Typically, when you're first exposed to the parasite, you might develop flu-like symptoms uh, and then, you know, you'll feel fine. At that point, what's happened is the parasite typically has nestled down inside your neurons. It's attracted to the brain. Uh, And normally, it stays dormant within the brain. But for reasons that nobody understands very well, for some people, it can cause problems. And it's now being associated with um, some kinds of mental illness. 
but you can actually get acute symptoms like um, inflammation of the brain and can actually kill you. But normally it's supposed to just stay, you know, for most healthy people, it's supposed to stay dormant inside the brain. However, mounting research suggests that for some percentage of them, and nobody knows how many, uh, it may be causing a lot of um, problems. It's being now associated with um, suicide. Uh, And a lot of studies over the years have connected it to schizophrenia. So people who test positive for the parasite are about um, twice as likely or sometimes even three times as likely to develop schizophrenia. Uh, And it's also, strangely enough, been linked to car crashes. Like People who are infected are more likely to, to be in car crashes where they're at fault suggesting that it may trigger kind of impulsivity or re- recklessness. And I mentioned how, you know, you can get it from meat. Well, you're particularly vulnerable if you like meat rare. The French, for example, 50% of French people have the parasite in their brain. Let me back up. Did you just say that 50% of French people have this parasite? That's correct. And 20% of Americans. 20% of Americans. Wow. Jeez. Wow. It's, so it's someone in this studio common. probably has one it. One out of, what, four? <laughs> one out of five. Yeah. Someone here in I this... I think you both have it. I mean, definitely with all the cats you have. <laughs> but uh, it, even though we may have it, it may not ever affect us. It'll be dormant. That's right. We just don't know how often it triggers problems for people. Are there other animals, companion animals, that have parasites we should be looking out for? Uh, yes. Another one is Toxicara. And um, which infects uh, dogs, and it's better known to pet owners as roundworm. Mm. And, um, it, you know, it's those wriggling, pale wriggling threads that you sometimes see that, cough, you know, your pet may cough up, or you might see those thin strands in uh, uh, your pet's stools. But those, those worms um, lay eggs, microscopic eggs, and what happens when it gets inside our bodies, it never can grow into um, a worm, the adult worm. But what happens is its development is arrested at the highly mobile larval stage when it's only a few millimeters long. And it, un- unfortunately, it can then leave the gut and travel to different tissues of, of the body, like, for example, the lungs of the liver and um, sometimes also the brain. And there was a, a major study done by the CDC. I think it had like over 4,000 youngsters. And they found that um, children who were infected with the parasite did worse on every single one of a, a long, you know, long battery of cognitive tests. Um, they had slightly lower IQs on average. So um, there is concern about that parasite. Um, however, very strangely, given it's just as prevalent as the as the cat parasite I ta- told you about, but there are just just a handful of studies in the literature. It's, it's mystifying. I bet it's very hard to make the link between any of these parasites and, let's say, schizophrenia or any kind of disease. It is. It's it's it is very hard. I mean. It, it, it's you know these are associations, so you can't prove causality. Are there any parasites that are good? <laughs> <laughs> Not one that I've met yet. <laughs> okay. 
This is uh, not before the bed reading, I would suspect. <laughs> Definitely not, especially if you're prone to nightmares. I do not recommend it for bedtime reading. I do, however, have 10 copies to give away. This is your brain on parasites, how tiny creatures manipulate our behavior and shape society. Definitely intriguing reading. Kathleen McCullough, the author. And I will uh, put links to this over at the website at animalradio.com if you have questions or you want to pick it up on Amazon. Definitely intriguing. Don't let that deter you from getting a cat or a dog. There's a lot of great benefit from having a pet. So, yeah, we're, we're just wanting people to be educated and, and be sensible. You know, good hygiene is something we all should practice anyways. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Your dog loves meat. That's why they'll love the new line of Red Barn Dry Dog Food. The first five ingredients in each Red Barn recipe are meat, fish, or poultry. Sure to satisfy your dog's carnivore cravings. The added functional ingredients make Red Barn Dry Dog Foods the perfectly balanced meal for your best friend. Available in land, ocean, and sky recipes. Your dog loves meat. We love your dog. Head to redbarn.com to use the promo Animal Radio for 10% off your first bag. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, this hour, we are supposed to talk to Yurik and Monique. Yurik is the uh, the French guy yes. who's traveling the world with a uh, hen, a chicken, uh, is that correct? Chicken. A yes, chicken. A chicken. That's weird. A female chicken, a hen. Okay, right. it's a female chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, why would that be any, not any weirder if you traveled with a rooster? I mean, still tra- traveling with poultry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I was to travel the world on a boat, I would probably pick a female to, to go with. You're talking about human. Human female to go with. But this I, is a chicken. This is a chicken. <laughs> And uh, so, is he normal? Is he is he law? Is he? I looks pretty what? normal to me. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, care. He looks above he looks normal so, yeah. to me. <laughs> okay, let me. Just, <laughs> but, but you know, it is intriguing. It's just a smart idea because he has a constant source of protein. He has yes. eggs. Yeah. Yes. Not the chicken. We're not going to eat the chicken. He's going to eat the eggs. That's exactly right. Well, he's a young guy. I believe he's in his early twenties. And so, when you're that age, you know, anything's game. I mean, anything goes. <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't take that on. Uh, I have trouble crossing the street right now at my age. So what he's doing is amazing. Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> and let me just say that uh, both Joey and I are feeling a little bit jealous today. The the women oogling over his pictures and uh, can't wait to talk to him because they love the French accent. For some reason, the French Ooh accent. La la. <laughs> uh, voulez-vous coucher à mettre fromage? I, I have no idea what I said. I think I just Doesn't asked matter. myself to sleep with some cheese and eggs. I, I think I, you I, love cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he will talk French to us or in his French-English accent. And I'm, where is he? Is he in Greenland now? I think he's in Greenland, yes. They have cell service up there? All over, I guess. Boy, the modern technology is really amazing these <laughs> days. Uh, and he's he's this hour. You want to stick around for that. I'm sure it'll be amusing nonetheless. Uh, five reasons deaf dogs rock also on the way. Deaf dogs. Deaf dogs. It sounded like you sounded deaf dogs. Sound yeah, it's like not uh, deaf dogs. No, it's deaf. Uh, deaf dogs rock. You have a lot of deaf dogs in your practice. I'm 
dogs come in all the time. I'm sure you see deaf dogs, right? Yeah, we see a handful of them. And, you know, it's really kind of cool when people get empowered to train them and find out the tools that they need to help them around the house. A lot of times it's scent work. Sometimes it's having another dog that helps them kind of find their way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they can leave happy, productive lives. You just got to kind of know what to anticipate and the problems that can come up. I think we had someone last year or the year before come to us, and they, they have this product that was uh, like something you would put on furniture that had different scents oh, so yeah. that they could figure their way around the Make house. Make a path. You would put the scents in different Wait, like the, 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 the dogs? Was, we used that, we're talking about deaf dogs. Deaf, deaf dogs. dogs. Not blind right. dogs. Not blind dogs. It was you know, blind dogs that we were talking about. That. <laughs> yeah. But wait, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what it's like to be in my head now. It's, it's not a fun trip in there, okay? It's, it's a little bizarre. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, let, we'll get our disabilities right with the hand signals. That's the big thing with the deaf dogs is uh, teaching them hand signals. Really, they can, they can see signals like uh, regular hand signs and all of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can teach them sign language, but a lot of dog obedience commands are actually uh, kind of like a mimicking of part of that behavior, like the sit command where you kind of curl your arm at the elbow like you're bringing a treat up. Um, you know, ah. that's a command for sit. And, you know, they'll learn that sometimes quicker than the verbal command. I do that with hand. I do that with Ladybug. Yeah, I just just did a little hand signal just to see if I could teach her this. And I just put my fingers point like you're doing a peace sign, but then turn it down and and move your fingers like they're walking. And that's to go for a walk. So I just go and look at her and I do that with my fingers. And she gets up all excited because she's learned that that means she's going for a walk. She's once more. It's a great thing because, you know, when you get your dogs get to be older, you've already kind of cross referenced that command. So when they get hearing impaired with age, if they've learned that command with a a hand signal, then you've you've got a pet that's not going to kind of run amok. They're going to still have a, a way to follow your directions. Uh, let's uh, head to the phones for your calls. After that, we're going to do a quick check of the news with Lori Brooks. What are you working on this hour? I am going to tell you why you do not want to get a regal tang or a clownfish. A there are some tang. stern warnings out about what you need not do with these fish, okay? Okay, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Don't forget you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And I'll tell you another great reason to have that app is there if there's ever a recall, a food recall. And yes, there was another recall today. Jeez. You'll find out about it from the app first. Okay, let's go to the phones. And we head to Lorena. Hi, Lorena. How are you doing today? Good. Where are we calling you from? Um, well, right now I'm on Edmond Eagle, Tennessee. Tennessee. Are you a truck driver? Are you OTR? Yes. Okay, I have Dr. Debbie here. What's going on with your pet? Well, I have a cat that's been very, very sick. He got in a cat fight. He's a year old, and um, he ended up staying in the hospital for like a week and antibiotics and everything. Well, he's getting better now, but when I let him outside, he goes and starts eating rocks, like little slate rocks. Wow. Okay, okay. Uh, And is he... Is he having any digestive problems? Any kind of vomiting, changing his stools? Um, he was vomiting, and then he stopped. Um, you know, his stools look good. And you said he's a year old, and is he neutered? Yes, yes. He yes. got neutered um, in June, okay. and he's still on antibiotics. He's been on antibiotics for like a month and a half because he was really, really sick. He has big old pussy. Mm. holes just popping out all over, you know. Okay. 
All right. Well, I will tell you that, you know, there can be some kitties that do this strange behavior, what we call pica, where they eat unusual things, whether they're, you know, things like rocks or uh, plastics or household items or you name it. Um, and that can be a behavioral problem, but I would actually be a bit concerned with your baby that we might have something else going on. And um, some of the common causes of a cat doing this and eating such strange things can actually be something as simple as being anemic, having a low red blood cell count. For some reason, it triggers an instinctive response and the animals try to eat things unusual. And that may be that they're trying to rebuild iron or something in their body, um, but that can be a common cause. So for me, I, any kitty that does this, I would pull a blood panel, check that, see what his blood count looks like. It wouldn't hurt if he hasn't already been tested for kitty leukemia and kitty AIDS to double check. He has. Good, good. Yes, because Um, um, they checked him before I put all this money in him because he was a barn cat, you know, uh kitten. And he said, before you go to putting all this money in him, we're going to check him. And he's good on leukemia and his blood count looks good. And then when he was so, so sick, I switched his cat food Mm because he wasn't eating his dry food. I don't know. He's just so weak, but I put him on um, the soft food. Yeah, and, and and that's where I was asking if he had digestive things, because also malabsorptive problems, digestive problems, whether that's something short-term that's a result from his illness or if he's got something on, just kind of ongoing. Um, but uh, diet management, so keeping him on a food that he can digest well, that produces good poops. In some kitties, I will also, if they're doing this just as a therapy, I will try vitamin B injections. Um, cobalamin okay. is the specific B vitamin. And, and do that, um, at least on a weekly basis, just to see if that, helps. If it does, that may gives us, um, give us some um, support that he's got something more digestive in nature that we need to investigate and to look at. Um, and that's something your vet can do pretty easily. Okay. Now, um, so I would also lost a lot of weight. Is there something I can do to help him gain weight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of this is going to go back to getting him through this illness, so making sure his health plane is good. I will often, even if we don't see worms, I deworm a kitty. Um, that also helps to treat for some of those worms we can't see, like stomach worms, which never even passed in the stool, um, and they pick up from eating insects and things like snails and so forth. So uh, deworm him. I'd see about those B vitamin injections, and then okay. um, make make sure that um, you know you stay on top of that, that red count. So if he's still not pulling around, I may even want to recheck that CBC just to make sure he doesn't have a problem there. And then, you know, a lot of it's also going to be a little bit of human supervision and kind of keeping him on either harness if you need to when he's outdoors. Um, if he's not where he's 100% well yet, I, I really wouldn't recommend him have full rain outside. Um, that might just be a little too much freedom for him right now that he could get into trouble and you can't supervise what he's ingesting at, at that point. So yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't stray far from the house because he's so weak. Uh, we just put him out, you know, so he can get some sunlight and walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep him away from that gravel. <laughs> we don't want him eating that gravel because then we'll have another whole problem to deal with we, there. We have, like, slate. It's like a slate rock, and there's only certain spots that he goes to eat this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, that's, that may be something that's more of an instinct that he's triggering, that he's feeling like he needs to get some important minerals, iron, and so forth. Okay. So um, keep that leash you know, in your hand. You can control where he goes and just limit those times of exercise outside where you know he's going to be safe and he's not going to get into that. So I'll give your baby a pat. My goodness, it sounds like he's been through a lot medically going on there.
Thanks for your call, Lorena. Good luck with that. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Tanya Tucker on Animal Radio. Love those pets. Alan Cable, every day across America, people welcome new kids into their homes. Babies. Here's Tanya. I'm on maternity leave for my new puppy. You're on maternity leave because you have a new puppy? Yes. It's a beautiful thing when you have a four-legged child. How come you can't go on maternity leave if you get a new boyfriend? I believe in making sure every man, woman, child, animal has the best chance in life. And by taking maternity leave for my puppy, he is going to be just a great dog. Kind of cool when you think about it. And so for me, investing in this time is investing in a lifetime of a wonderful pet. But is it really maternity leave? Well, I do get paid vacation, so it's true. It's not traditional maternity leave. But, you know, when you have a new puppy, you need to take time off to socialize it. You know, she's got a really good point. Dogs have needs, and if you're going to bring a new one home you've got to be there to make sure those needs are met this guy is worth it all yes yes he gets the best of everything because this is my child this is animal radio hey folks this is jackson galaxy you're listening to animal radio please do everyone a favor stay or neuter your animals today you're listening to animal radio find us at animalradio.com log on learn more Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I'll be real honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed last hour, I am totally freaked out about my cat now. And uh, No need to be. How? Well, I know I shouldn't be. Just be cautious and just wash your hands a lot. Okay, well, yes. I do wash my good hands. Good hygiene. Yes, good hygiene. People that know me say I wash my hands too much. And then I'm a kind of and don't, a, don't French kiss your cat. Don't okay? French kiss my cat. Okay. <laughs> yes. If you missed it, you can listen again by heading on over to the website at animalradio.pet or downloading the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Of course, we're talking about the author Kathleen McCullough. She wrote a book called This Is Your Brain on Parasites, and she talked about the parasites that are in our dogs, in yes. our cats. Scary stuff. And the links between schizophrenia and all kinds of disease. It is scary stuff, especially since it, it's not Stephen King stuff. It's not like it's <laughs> fiction. This right. is real stuff. The fact that little parasites could t- take over the world and do behind the scenes, very Ooh. bizarre. But think about how many parasites and how many germs people pass to each other. This is true. Let's put this real here. Okay. You're right. I should have asked her about that. What kind of parasites? Yeah, is- you know what that reminds me of? What is a sexually transmitted disease sure. that makes people... Was that gonorrhea? Yeah. Makes people crazy? I think it's syphilis, isn't it? Yeah, syphilis. I'm yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Syphilis. You know what? After the show, I'm just going to go hide in a corner with a blanket over my I'm going to go take a shower. In <laughs> uh, <and> Lysol. <laughs> uh, coming up this hour, a little more exciting, and especially for you ladies, we're going to be talking to a French sailor. 
Need I say more? Except no, that's all you had to say. You had me at French. His first mate is a chicken, a hen, and he's been traveling the world. I believe he's been traveling for a couple of years now and has a couple of years to go. So he's, I believe, calling us from Greenland. And uh, we have confirmed they do have cell service up there. Yes, they do. I can't imagine that. All I imagine is just lots of snow. And that's snow. a lucky and chicken. Snowing. I can't imagine how the chicken is dealing with all Yeah, that's got to be too cold for the chicken. Maybe he's got a little coat for the chicken. We'll have to ask she him if he puts on a, a down coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you ladies, I know you're very excited about that. That's on the way right here on Animal Radio in just a few minutes. We'll also do a quick check of the news before that with Lori Brooks. What are you working on? Well, there's this new thing that's going on, and I hope it's not becoming a trend, but it's happened quite a bit recently, where people are doing something instead of filling out the proper legal paperwork to take their dog into a new country. Ooh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. And I, I know that if you travel to another country like uh, the UK or Australia, they have quarantines. And so I think I think you're going to be right. talking about... and a about- lot of paperwork. Yeah. People are doing things but to avoid that. But what people are doing, right. Okay. Mm. Uh-oh. I'm frightened. Mm-hmm. Can't be good. Okay, that's on the way in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones. Let's see. I think we have Rick on the phone. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I have a schnoodle. Um, he's about a year and a half to two years old. Um, very rambunctious, but he, he he loves walks and to play and all that, but he does not like a car. He'll uh, get real shaky, um, like riding in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts panting, uh, salivating, and then eventually he'll throw up. Okay. All right. Well, and that's that's definitely a hard thing. Are you out traveling right now with him? No, 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 no. He's at home. Okay. I'm I'm a truck driver. I'm actually uh, in Island Park, Idaho, which is oh, absolutely okay. beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the trick with dogs that have problems in the car travel, there, there's two components to it. There's there's actually what's more of a phobia, uh, which causes them to be fearful, trembling, shaking, drooling. And then there's the dogs that have true motion sickness. Now, a dog with true motion sickness doesn't have to go through those other symptoms. And in fact, a dog with motion sickness, it's really just when they get on those windy turns that they'll start to get nauseated and vomit. Um, right. However, a dog that has motion sickness can build up those phobias because they know what's going to come. So you can get an overlap of two problems here. So we have to address it that way. The first part, if we've got time and opportunity before car travel, the best thing we can do is condition a dog to the car. And that can be a very labor-intensive process where we gradually train them to being near a car being in the car, being in the car gradually that goes down the back of the driveway, and then eventually working up to going around the blocks. Now, every dog is different, and you can't push them. So we may spend, you know, a week or two just getting them to do basic obedience sitting right next to the car before we actually enter it. If we notice any fearful behaviors, ears are down and back, tail is low, slinking, looking around, licking the lips, then we're pushing them too far, and we don't want to take that next step and put them in the car and drive them around because we're not accomplishing anything. We're setting ourselves further back. So gradually we build up to this, we practice this with treats, rewards, and then eventually we build up to those smaller bits of time getting around the car, driving the car, um, that we can hopefully build them up to positive experiences. So that's the the hard and the long way to correct these type of things when we've got anxiety. Um, Some of the short-term things that we do, there's a lot of different things. So some dogs, if we really feel that they have motion sickness, I may use a drug like Dramamine 
or there's another one that's uh, approved for dogs called Serenia, which um, helps to decrease their uh, motion sickness and truly an emotion sickness type problem. Won't do anything for that anxiety, so we got to work on that too. Um, so I may add in some things like the Thunder Shirt, which can be a calming effect, um, as well as things like dog pheromones. Those help to kind of relax them in a natural way. Those could be in collars, sprays, things like that. I guess the other thing that I should mention is that when we are traveling with dogs in a car, we don't want them to run helter-skelter all around the, of the car because th- that can actually be very upsetting. It helps to feed their anxiety. The more they can run from window to window and drool and lick the, the, the glass, um, it, it really makes them very uh, much nervous. So uh, seat belts or dog crates are a great way to keep them confined, and that will help decrease some of that motion sickness that they'll have. And then the final thing, hey, I've even tried ginger snaps. Um, just like people, dogs can respond to the, the beneficial effects of ginger for motion sickness. So um, a couple ginger snaps or a little bit of some crystallized ginger can be very helpful about a 30 minutes to 45 minutes before you travel. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 13th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Along with media sponsor Animal Radio, the tour travels down America's favorite highway from Los Angeles to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events with the help of companion sponsor Zymox, cat food sponsor Catit, hotel sponsor My Place Hotels, campground sponsor KOA, advocate sponsors Sure Pet Care and Home Again, Tito's Vodka for Dog People, and Embrace Pet Insurance. The tour has helped place over 14,000 pets into new forever homes in the first 12 years. Community sponsors Hands On Gloves, Brutus Bone Broth, Buddy Belts, and Dog TV go along for the ride while we bring our giant spinning wheel filled with prizes you can win. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Alan Cable, hi. You know, every now and then something comes along that nobody argues about. Everybody feels the same way. Uh, yeah, this is the thing on my, my baseball club that the Beavers gave me. Some things are just cute. Yeah, I know. Here's the story of one little nine-year-old boy everybody's talking about. He's cute and friendly. That's Josh. He was seen sneaking into a neighbor's garage repeatedly, so she put a surveillance camera in there to see what was going on. Turns out Josh lost his own dog about a year ago, so he was sneaking into Holly's garage to pet her dog. The video's been viewed on Facebook more than 25 million times. Go? He wants a new dog, but Mom says, hold on a second. We just felt we didn't have the time that a new dog needed for us to devote Josh's mom's a really smart lady thinking about the dog's needs and not just hers and her son's. It sure is nice to see a story that touches everyone the same way. It's strange how something as simple as a boy and a dog can make you overwhelmed with a sense of happiness. Thanks, Josh. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brooks. The Human Animal Bond Research Initiative Foundation, they do great things, but they have just announced the results of a very long-term study that they did to explore the effects of pet dogs, just regular pets, no service training or anything. 
the effects of these regular pet dogs on families who have children with the autism spectrum disorder. Now, their findings were also published in the Journal of Veterinary Behavior and show significantly improved family functioning of families that have a dog compared to those who did not. The study also found a reduction in parent-child dysfunctional interactions among families that had a dog. I believe, my friends, that that statement is key. A reduction in parent-child dysfunctional interactions. I mean, aren't we all dysfunctional? Sure. So a dog could be the answer there. And they say, you know, while there is growing evidence and tons of it that animal-assisted therapy can aid in the in the treatment of children with autism spectrum disorders, that this study is the very first to show how having a dog as a pet can also improve the lives of family members, too. And if it's going to make me less dysfunctional, I'm going to go out and get some more. True that. <laughs> After gold, drugs, you know, money, and, you know, some other things, officials at India's biggest airport have added pet dogs to their list of smuggled goods that their security agents now have to be on the lookout for. Because not long ago, staff who were manning the x-ray machines at the arrivals terminal there found an unconscious dog that was stuffed between clothing in the suitcase of a woman who had traveled all the way from Eastern Europe. And then she confessed that she had sedated the dog and put it in her check-in luggage. Yeah. And this, friends, is not the only time that this has happened. It's not a rarity. There have been four such other cases of this dog smuggling in just the last three months alone there. And all of these owners said that they did it to avoid having to do all of the paperwork that is required when you take your dog into a foreign country. Sometimes, sometimes there's actually quarantine. like quarantines, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. That's, I thought that was horrific. Yeah. The Ornamental Aquatic Trade Association, whoever knew there was such a thing, but I mean, if it's animal related, it's going to be out there. And the Ornamental Aquatic Trade Association, it represents the ornamental aquatic industry. Ta-da! Now, they do not want fish keepers to buy regal tangs on a whim, and they've started this big new campaign. So if you don't know what a regal tang is, I bet this will help you figure it out. A regal tang is the bright blue saltwater fish that looks like Dory. Star of the Disney movie, Finding Dory. Uh Now, the trade group thinks that the film is encouraging impulse online purchases without people doing, you know, their due diligence, their research, and, you know, without doing the proper research for caring for such a pet. They are also advising first-time fish keepers, that's what they're called, to avoid regal tangs like Dory, even clownfish like Nemo, saying... This is a quote, like any pet, they deserve respect and a lot of research before you take the plunge into ownership. Do it right and don't buy a Dory or Nemo fish on a whim and hope that it will work out. It will not. They stress regal tangs and clownfish are not the kind of fish for beginners to start with. I want you to know that Dory is supposed to be from Morro Bay, which is where our studios are. And that we've had an influx of uh, <laughs> tourists looking for Dory here. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you know, that happens, you know, like when, uh, what is it, 101 or 1001 Dalmatians came out. Dalmatians yep. became the popular dog. Uh-huh. You see a dog in a movie or a cat or any kind of pet and everybody wants one. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a pet that got really lucky. And then 
sad. Scout, the charismatic, they called him a Viking dog. He was really part pit bull. But he was behind the Facebook and Twitter pages, Stuff on Scout's Head. It was a great page. And on Instagram, too. But Scout has died. And he wasn't your typical pit bull. He had thousands of followers on all kinds of social media. He was an icon, a published author, and truly a household name for bully breed advocates. And he was a great ambassador for his breed all over the world. But after a long battle with illness, Scout finally said his final goodbye. Now, through the power of humor, if you're not familiar with Scout and stuff on Scout's head pages. Scout and his mom took the internet by storm with their social media accounts because they showcase the loyalty and patience that pit bull type dogs possess. And on all of these pages, they had all different kinds of things on Scout's uh, very flat and kissable head. <laughs> I mean, everything from like a three foot rawhide bone to um, they put signs on top of his, it was like anything would sit on Scout's head. It's very cute. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A news story heard around the world about Japanese women being shocked to find out their poodles were actually lambs appears to be a hoax. It started when film star Maiko Kawakami was a guest on a Japanese TV show and was complaining about her new poodle who didn't bark or eat any dog food. She mentioned that while at a nail salon, she heard someone tell how rich women were being scammed into buying poodles that were actually lambs. Well, police in Japan deny having any cases involving a poodle lamb scam, but the story took a life of its own, appearing in newspapers and on TV worldwide. I'm Fritz Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, Five Reasons Deaf Dogs Rock. I was recently at a wonderful animal pet media conference, and this conference always reminds me of how great the pet world is. It's no wonder people like myself find such great peace, comfort, and inspiration from it. One of the wonderful people that we've seen each year and stayed in touch with is Christina Lee, the president and founder of Deaf Dogs Rock. I thought my dog Sugar was deaf when she first adopted us. Turned out she was just extremely scared. Still, I learned from groups like Deaf Dogs Rock on how to handle it. She and her group have been doing wonderful things for deaf dogs for many years. I've learned so much from them and their efforts. I'm inspired by them and others who do for others who are unable to do for themselves. So in that spirit, here are five reasons that deaf dogs rock. If you're looking to adopt another family member, remember that a deaf dog is a special dog with special abilities that are enhanced. So let's start by stating that if you're considering a deaf dog or have found out that your dog is deaf, there are wonderful groups out there just as there are wonderful deaf dogs. These groups will support you, educate you, and help you become the best pet guardian you can ever hope to be. So you're not alone in what is sure to be a wonderfully rewarding journey. 
Next up, know that deaf dogs have no fear of fireworks, thunderstorms, or other loud noises. One advantage of hearing loss is that these dogs do not know the fear or become anxious because of loud noises. If you're in a loud environment, this is something that may be a tremendous advantage for you and your pet. Additionally, deaf dogs rock because they're very much in tune with and focused on their owners. Your deaf dog will very much be listening, or in this case watching, for your hand signals, movements, and gestures to give them guidance, comfort, and of course joy. They want to be attentive to your direction and therefore will give you the attention even when there are lots of other distracting activities going on around them. Their adherence to your hand signals and gestures is a point of connection and love with you. Next, even though they can't hear, their smelling ability is enhanced and their sense of vibration is very keen. They're able to use these enhanced senses to give their owners warnings and alert them to movement, danger, and anything approaching. They learn the sense of those around them and use that enhanced sense to keep watch. Finally, and this is the one that Christina and her folks always stress, deaf dogs hear with their hearts. This is one of the most beautiful realities of a deaf dog. It's the love in their hearts that guides them and powers them. They'll stick close to you, listen with their other enhanced senses, and are powered by a sense of love and appreciation that is unmatched. There are so many other reasons that deaf dogs rock. May all of you be blessed to meet one and learn for yourselves. Share your deaf dog stories and tips on our Animal Radio Facebook page. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-958-5306. 800-958-5306. That's 800-958-5306. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Before we go back to the phones, we're going all the way across the world. We have Yurik and Monique, the hen that we've uh, we've been talking about earlier in the show. How are you doing, Yurik? Yeah, I'm very, very nice. Thanks. And you? Very well. Where are you right now? Uh, no, so we're on the west coast of uh, Greenland in uh, Ilulissat. The west coast of Greenland, and you are on a uh, sailboat, is that correct? Yeah, exactly, on the small uh, sailboat, uh, 10 meters. But ten... you're not alone. Uh, not alone, no, 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 I, I'm with my best friend, you know, Monique. Monique is a hen, is that correct? Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Monique is a hen just next to me, a uh, beautiful uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you uh, have you known Monique? Uh, so now we travel with, uh, with Monique since... Uh, 
almost two years. She's from uh, Canaries Island, you know, Tenerife. So she's uh, Spanish. Okay, so, you know, most people would select a... Um a dog? Uh, a dog, maybe a cat, or even a human to travel with. Why did you select uh, Monique? But, do you know why? Because uh, I did not know n- nothing about the chicken, the hen, and uh, I think it uh, can be interesting to have a hen on board because to have company and to have some French fresh uh, eggs in the middle of nowhere. So uh, I think this is a good solution for me, you know. <laughs> what, what are you feeding the hen? Uh, the hen, but you know, she eats everything. You know, like uh, last year we crossed the Atlantic in uh, 28 days. In the middle of the Atlantic, you've got so uh, many fly fish. And like the fly fish come uh, land on the deck, and Monique uh, eats the fish right away, and she eats all the food. Uh, <laughs> I've got some special food uh, for, for hen, everything. She's not very uh, difficult, you know? H- how does she like traveling? Uh, but she likes pretty much, you know? She, she knows how to, she, she do many uh, kind of experience. She knows how to swim, she do uh, surfing, she windsurf, she kitesurf. She, you know, like, like in Greenland, Monique, she's the first chicken to come here because no no chicken at all here. It's too cold. Wow. So so how are you two yeah. getting along? Do you guys ever fight? Uh, no, no. We are we're very close. We are, we are very uh, in good uh, no good uh, good atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been uh, traveling so far? You're trying to go around the world. Is that correct? Well, yeah, yeah. I want to travel uh, for a few more years. I traveled since uh, two and a half years now, almost. And uh, so now we're going to the Northwest Passage with Monique, so Greenland to Alaska. Uh, so we're starting in a few uh, few days. So you've been on the you've been sailing already for two and a half years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've been in uh, in Greenland for one year because with Monique a few months ago we was uh, stuck in the ice uh, for almost uh, more than four months in the middle of nowhere. So we was together like uh, by stuck in the ice. So uh, was uh, was very good. Uh, good. Uh, uh, how you say? Good experience, no? <laughs> what do your friends and family think about this? But, but I don't know. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, so I think maybe it's true, you know? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I commend you. You have more guts than I ever would have to be uh, <laughs> to travel the world and to to be stuck in ice. I mean, that would... Yeah, stuck, yeah. That would... I think, you know, it's, a good, it's good when you're young to travel, you know, to discover the world, to, uh, to, uh, to do everything you can, you know? How you're, old are you? Uh, no, I'm 24 now. 24, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you coming over to California coast? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we want to. Uh, yeah, I think so. If you ever make it towards Morro Bay or anywhere along the central coast of California, you need to come by the studios and visit with us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with a pleasure. Uh, yeah, okay. your photos. Anyway, you, know, you, can, uh, fo- you can follow us on, uh, we've got a Facebook page and a website too. If you're interesting to uh, follow the adventure. I want to introduce you. Over here we have Lori Brooks, and let me say she's just fluttering with your accent here. She loves your accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, sorry, I'm, not so good, uh, I'm not so good in English. But, you know, uh, since I'm uh, in Greenland, so no, I speak uh, Greenlandic. So if you want, uh, we can... No, no, you don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen your picture, so you don't even have to speak. Uh, you're very attractive. And Monique is a lucky chicken. Your photos yeah, together are she's beautiful. Happy, yeah, she's happy chicken, you know. She doesn't ever fly out of the boat or anything? But, you know, sometimes she's very curious. Because uh, sometimes when you are in the, in the port, in the ABBA, you've got some uh, boat next to you, and uh, she come visit, and sometimes she follow. In the water, like uh, like one and a half months ago, she in the water. So the water temperature was like uh, two degrees. 
So very cold. Oh. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's very strong. Well, I encourage listeners to go check out your Facebook page and all of the pictures. Yeah. We'll put links over on the AnimalRadio.com website. Yeah, so that yeah if you just, uh, you can Google it. On, uh, you just put, uh, by, like, Monique. By in French, uh, the hen is called a pool. You put Monique, la poule. On Google, and you can find the Facebook page, the website, everything. You know, many, uh, many movies, funny pictures. So. <laughs> wow. Very incredible. I salute you. I salute you, Yurik. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, um, thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, lady, relax, ladies. Jeez. Yurik, oh, you can speak French to me anytime. Yes, that was uh, very interesting. He was on the coast of Greenland, which is way up there. Yeah. I think that what's incredible is he has a better cell connection than down the street. <laughs> what's that about? Huh? Wow, he's been on that boat for two and a half years. Well, I know some of the pictures that I saw of them. I love that it was like they were celebrating Valentine's Day and he was all dressed <laughs> up and they were sitting at a table and had, you know, two glasses of wine and Monique's on the table. Monique, the chicken. It was like every girl's dream and here's this chicken getting yeah <laughs> she's worthy though i'm sure i'm sure I'm sure she is she's one she lucky probably, chicken i couldn't give him eggs <laughs> yeah me either <laughs> oh there you go okay it is time for us to go once again remember if you need your fix during the week visit us over at animalradio.pet that is where we have all of the links to today's show in all of our shows and uh, yes ladies the ladies are already looking at Yurik's Facebook page and, and seeing pictures of a... Uh, I gotta admit, he's a good-looking guy. If I was a gal, I'd be all over him. We're out of here. Have yourself a great week. Oh, download the Animal Radio app now. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Stay cool. See you next week. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.